Welcome to another edition of the Spotlight on Natural Resources. I'm Bill Wastner, and with me I have John Church. And we're going to talk about buckthorn today, I guess, John. That's right, Bill. We're going to talk about uh, a plant that uh, a lot of people have had some uh, experience and uh, some trouble with over the past few years. Well, what is buckthorn, exactly? Well, buckthorn is another one of these um, invasive and exotic, when we say exotic, has been introduced to this country. It's not a native, and uh, it's one of these plants that once it's introduced, it kind of starts to take over in a very invasive uh, form. And so it can cause uh, problems uh, to people, especially in some of our more natural or wooded type areas. So is it something that people... um plants or your neighbor plants it or it's just naturally in wooded areas and spreads into your your area and actually it, you know years ago it was planted you don't see too much of it planted anymore per se but uh, now that it uh, has been around and it's pretty pr- prolific on how it spreads uh, if it gets established in an area and it kind of likes uh, the shady areas um, that uh, it will grow pretty uh, rapidly there and it, it grows both in, in size as well as in some of its root uh, area uh-huh. and so it can be pretty competitive with other plants especially again in the wooded areas. We don't see it too much in cultivated areas or in home lawn type situations uh, where we'll typically see it is along roadsides to some extent and then also uh, in areas as I mentioned that might be uh, more uh, native uh, uh, wooded areas. So it's a concern because it's driving out uh, other species that you'd want? Right, two things that concern. One, over the past number of years, we've had a concern about buckthorn, again, especially in those more native wooded type areas, that it does drive out all the native type of plants, and that's bad enough that you lose plants and biodiversity in an area. But what it also does, it in that process, it shades out all the uh, types of plants that are kind of the understory. And uh, so when that happens, um, what we start to see, especially in some of our areas that are a little bit sloping, which you can have in in some of these wooded areas, long streams and rivers, creeks, and so on, um, is that we start to pick up a lot of erosion. Because even though it's a fairly large plant um, and it's got a pretty decent root system, it's not the sort of root system that holds the soil as compared to more of a sod forming or more lower uh, type. Mm. Of uh, uh, plants, so it it shades those good plants out, and it shades the native plants out. So we lose our biodiversity for wildlife habitat and our number of different types of plants, and then as well we start to get soil erosion. So how do you how do you tell whether you've got this? What does this plant look like? It's uh, almost, if you let it go, it can become almost a a tree-type plant, but it's a more multi-stemmed looking than just a one-trunk tree. Mm -hmm. And then also uh, probably what most people typically see um, during the summer growing season, um, not all varieties are this way, but a good share of the plants that we see in our part of the country are the glossy buckthorn type. And so they will have leaves that are are quite shiny as compared to other types of shrubs Mm -hmm. that might Mm -hmm. be out there. Um, The bark is not particularly 
um, identifiable as compared to like a honeysuckle, which is a, a similar type shrub and competitive, and some people sometimes get those confused, but the honeysuckle has a more identifiable type of, of bark. And so you have a, a plant that uh, has kind of a shiny leaf. There are other varieties that aren't as shiny, but they're somewhat rounded, round lobe type leaf. And uh, the other key thing uh, in my mind to identifying it is that it stays late much later into the season. So that's why we mentioned it today. Stays stays green. Stays green, yes. Okay. Um, much later in the, the season. And so when we pretty much have all of our other trees and plants have gone dormant or turned color for the fall, mm. uh, the buckthorn will stay green uh, well into November sometimes. I see. And uh, before it actually drops its leaves. So, so does it have thorns then or... That's another identifying characteristic, but there are other plants, too, that have thorns, but definitely buckthorn uh, has a fairly uh, significant thorn on it, too. I I don't know if people would think of it as a thorn like you might think on on a bramble or a rose bush. Um, Usually uh, it looks a little bit more like actually part of the branch, but it's a spike spike type branch. I see. Okay. So is now when you want to control this or in the spring or when's the best time? To, to kill it, I guess. Right. Well, you know, really it takes an extended period of time to do it, and if people have natural areas, hopefully they're doing good maintenance, which in most cases, if they're able to do it, good maintenance on these natural areas where buckthorn tends to be uh, prevalent is burning over a period of time, hmm. and whether that's typically done in the spring or fall. But if you want to try to kill individual plants, that can be done, Um to some extent, it's mm-hmm. it's it's work. Uh, you can't just go out and uh, cut them off because they're going to grow back and sometimes grow back uh, more than what they were before. But uh, if you want to go out and do some cutting, you can do that. Uh, but when you do that, then uh, it's also necessarily necessary to treat the area that you cut and uh, with a herbicide so they'll be absorbed back down the root system. So now, or a little bit earlier than now in the fall, is not a bad time to do that when it's building up its root reserves in mm-hmm. the fall. Mm-hmm. Uh, but actually, any time during the growing season, you can do that type of uh, cut and treat type of treatment. So what herbicide do you use then? There are several out there on the market, but there's only um, one or two that you'll find that are over-the-counter. So what you have to do is go into like a, a chemical supply house, which would be potentially supplying like farm chemicals, those types of things. And if you don't have a pesticide applicator's license, you're going to be somewhat limited. Right. Um, there are some materials. One herbicide that's out there is a material called Garlon, ready to use. And uh, that's, a, again, a, a type of a cut type treatment. It's not it's not one that uh, you spray on the, the foliage. You can try to do that. It's not overly effective on these big woody plants, but you can use a material like Roundup, which also mm. is a general use pesticide, so you don't need a license, and you can spray the foliage. And basically, Roundup kills anything that's that's green. Right. But in this case, it's it's such a large plant, uh, more than likely you'll get some leaf kill, but you're probably not going to kill the plant unless it's quite small. And the other difficulty is if it's growing in and amongst other good plants, when you right. spray the Roundup, you have the high probability of killing other good plants. I see. So are there other concerns for this plant other than the fact that it's invasive or uh, is it toxic? I'm, I'm curious as to whether if you have something... That eats it is it a bad thing? Um, at this point, uh, there's uh, the toxicity is is not 
uh, a problem. The main problem is a competitive nature. Mm -hmm. But the other issue that has come up uh, is the fact that uh, here in the Midwest, and this this really is mostly a problem uh, from our viewpoint here in Illinois, in the northern part of the state, and especially in the northeastern part of the state, but uh, it is, is starting to spread as far as the the competitive nature of that problem is spreading. But the other thing that we're seeing is that in northern Illinois, it has become an alternate host to the soybean aphid. It's an overwintering uh-huh. host for the soybean aphid. So uh, if you do have uh, soybean fields that are near stands of buckthorn, you do then have uh, more ease for the soybean aphid to find some place to, to overwinter. Again, it's it's not going to be a situation where the buckthorn's in the middle of the field, and so the soybean aphids have access that way. But if it's bordering an area with buckthorn, uh, you know, the roadsides sometimes have a few plants. But if you're bordering kind of a wooded area or that type of thing, it mm-hmm. can be an issue. So that's the other thing that's come up probably within the past three to five years is the discovery that it uh, is acting as a, a host site for soybean aphids. And soybean aphids are a, a serious pest for um, our our farmers here in they, the Midwest? They have become that way over the past, again, three to five years since their uh, first uh, introduction, so to speak. Yeah. Well, very good. Anything else we need to know about this topic? No, I think the main thing, again, folks with wooded areas, folks that uh, uh, live in uh, the northern part of Illinois, they'll they'll probably already know if they have buckthorn because if it can just take over the whole understory of a, a woods. Mm-hmm. And uh, when you look from a distance at the woods, you'll see, and especially at this time of year, you'll see the trees starting to turn for fall, and you'll have just this massive mass of green foliage basically at uh, roughly head height or maybe a little taller, um, but under the branches of the the trees and uh, creating a screen of green plants. So I I suppose that it's um, well documented on on the web as to what they look like, and uh, certainly there's more information, as always, on the uh, Extension website. Right. You can go, in this case, uh, particularly to the uh, Extension uh, website uh, that's tied in with the Illinois State Natural History Survey. And uh, if you go to uh, their website, they have some excellent materials on buckthorn as well as other types of uh, problem plants like Mm -hmm. this. And then you can also go to the uh, Integrated Pest Management website, which touches on the buckthorn issue but deals more with the soybean aphid. Very good. And, of course, uh, the Extension website here in Illinois is www.extension.uiuc or .illinois.edu. And... uh, That has been another Spotlight on Natural Resources. I'm Bill Wastner. Great. Thank you, Bill. This is John Church.